welcome to our new podcast, Building the Giraffe. Um, I'm Justin, and this is Kaiser. Hello. Uh, so a little background on this um, podcast is uh, recently uh, Kaiser and I were in Japan, and um, we walked into what we thought uh, was a museum that w- was uh, discussing or, or, or you know, uh, showing off what claw machines, the history of claw machines. It turned out... Um, we walked into a giant room where uh, insane billionaires use a giant claw machine to pick up people, and then once they pick up that person, you're then uh, indentured to them in servitude, basically forever. Yeah. Um, so, well, oh, go ahead. Yeah, a, a claw like just came out of nowhere and he grabbed Justin, and then obviously I was going to try and save him. Yeah. And uh, I just got picked up. So it was like, kind of like a two-for-one deal. Yeah, so this guy got a two-for, but uh, at the same time, he um, he realized that... that um, so his name is... Uh, what was it? T.J. Uh, Moneybags. Yeah, T.J. Moneybags. And he, he, may, he insists that you call him T.J. Moneybags Esquire because he is a lawyer. But he realized that um, in the contract that he signed with the claw machine company, whoever that, I guess, is... Tato or Sega, whoever it was, uh, that which is insane because you never hear about those games. No, no, you don't. But all of a sudden, you know, here we are, a human claw machine, and uh, which is not what I thought that would be. But unfor- I guess unfortunately, we ended up, you know, on the wrong end of that. But um, he realized that the, with the contract he signed with them, that picking up two at once is not allowed. So. He already had me, and in order to keep me, he struck a deal with us that uh, because he's an insane billionaire and he has basically unlimited funds and can do whatever he wants to, um, that we now have to write a movie that he believes, or pitch him a movie anyway, that he believes will continue making him money. Um, so basically, also, we, we signed this contract without re- reading it, so it's it's essentially another life debt where we we have to keep doing this and he either uh, buys one of these movies or we keep doing this until we die. And actually, I'm not even sure about the uh, actual contractual obligation here because I don't know what the contract actually said because he keeps it in the vault in his office. I don't know if maybe we just have to keep doing this till we die Probably. in general. Oh, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, so that's great. Um, now the problem <laughs> is, is that going. we're not really screenwriters necessarily. Not at we're all. We're good idea men, um, but we're not screenwriters. So, uh, our whole thing is that, um, there, there's a phrasing in the film industry called building the giraffe. So, uh, the legs are like the studio and the body is basically your plot and you're trying to get, well, actually, yeah, the, or no, the body is like all the people involved. So the actors, the producers, blah, blah, blah. Um, directors, and then you're trying to build a neck to the story, which is like the head. So, like what we're, which is the connective tissue of like the plot, and you know who's doing or or who's starring in it, and what's going on, you know, all kind of thing. So that's what we're doing. So every time we do an episode, we're going to pitch a new movie, and hopefully, eventually, this dude buys it. I don't know if he will. That's a that's a hard ask. Yeah. It is because he doesn't seem to operate by any rules of logic necessarily, or, or the law. rule of law. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, man's law, God's law. He doesn't really care for any of it. Um, 
yeah. So uh, this week we've decided to pick uh, a movie we're we're calling tentatively, of course, because everything's tentative until we get notes from a studio or him or whatever. Uh, called the last shot. Right. So the idea behind it is that uh, it's. Have you ever watched like uh, the day after tomorrow, mm-hmm. and uh, the um, and you know you know that kind of the world falls apart. Yeah. But uh, I feel like we can really interject some creativity to Hollywood right now. Yeah. If we kind of splice it with V for Vendetta. Yeah. So. The idea is is that um, I feel like there's a because he's an insane billionaire. I think you'll love this. Um, there's an untapped pro anti-vax market. Yeah. So this will be a huge one. They 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 have documentaries now. Um, they're they put up signs in businesses like they believe in this. So like if you believe in it too, you'll patronize their business, I guess, or whatever. So those crazy fuckers. They're clearly uh, they're right for the picking. Like, and they have money because you know they're always on like uh, house hunters and stuff like that, and God. you know homeschooling their kids. But they have like a billion dollar budget for their house, even though they don't do anything. Right. Yeah, really. they, it doesn't seem like they sell crayons and they. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and then the guy, the other guy, has an old postcard making machine that you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so basically, what we're doing here is that uh, the idea is that this is sort of a, a horror slash action movie, but set against the political tension that is caused anytime somebody says they don't vaccinate their kids around anybody else. Right. Ex- exactly. So um, the idea I think that we should go with, and the main uh, structure is that uh, the government has forced people to get vaccines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and there's this like freedom fighter. Yeah. Um, it's a for anti-vax. Yeah. And then he just uses, he has like an a soliloquy like V did. Right. Of course. Um, and then he, uh, injects the people who are enemies of the state or the enemy of the people with, uh, vaccines and gives them autism. Yeah. Right. So, uh, now, are we? So you're. So we, we're we're going for the pro anti-vax side of things, right? right? Exactly. Okay. So so the freedom fighter A, yeah, is obviously pro, yeah, uh, anti-vax, right? Um, but it's set against this backdrop of like widespread, uh, you know, widespread like endemics, like measles has broken out and become like super measles, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. because vaccines obviously don't work, right? Yeah. So- yeah, it's somewhere in in Paso Robles, California, there's a big measles outbreak that, you know, uh, so, okay, there's a measles outbreak, and that's one threat. Right. But then there's also, um, there's A, who's giving people autism. Mm-hmm. A for autism. Right. So that's your secondary threat there. Uh, what... How do they meet in the middle is what I guess my question would be about this. Um, I feel like the endemic is the background. So it's, it's uh, you know, past this prologue. So it's the idea that uh, oh, the, so the, the world the has become... already... Right, right. So it's it's the exact same idea with V, like, you know, like, you know, with this... Spoilers, St. Mary's virus. So, you know, like this world has already been ravaged by... Um, uh, it's already been ravaged by... Uh, like these endemics and they that's why the government has forced people to get vaccines. Okay. Is because these viruses are just out there and they they you know 
they ravage the people. So it's like, uh, so you're, so it could be all, it could be measles, mumps, and rubella. Oh all yeah, at once, MMR. You know, that's boom. the big, yeah, the big three, the MMR plague. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's set loose. So that's already happened in the past, and now standing in the lone wasteland of the future against the government who's trying to force vaccinations on everybody is is a who who now does he swoop in like a v-type character on like um so you're this is what it is is that there's also like broadcasting corporations and state television exactly that tells people you got to get your vaccines like they did with the pills or whatever exactly okay. all right um that's I'm fine with this. This is totally, right. this makes total sense, you know, <laughs> because I feel like you could sell this to people, you know, in enclaves somewhere out in Oregon that definitely just, they're just like, this speaks to me as a person. Right. This, <laughs> I'm going to take over a nature preserve and show this to everybody. <laughs> um, so, okay, buddy. Uh, I, th okay, here's how it should work then. I think, um, what was the other inspiration for this? There's V for Vendetta meets, uh, day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. So, so like, so, so it's already a ravaged landscape. But the problem is, is that what are there still like roving bands of measles, mumps, and rubella creatures? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so they're outside the walls right. somewhere. So because there's another hot button issue you could throw in the wall. That's true. Oh, that's even but, better. And these people usually believe in that. So um, definitely. So so we've built the wall. We've we not every city has built a wall. Yeah. Yeah. And M MMR wall, the MMR anti MMR wall. wall, yeah, right, exactly. But the thing is, is that uh, obviously walls don't work. Yeah, no, that's true. Just like that's vaccines, true. yeah, walls don't work. So we're going for a whole uh, Maze Runner, the Scorch Trials too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking a little bit more like Book of Eli with like Toxic Avenger thrown in. Okay, so is. A like that then is he no like a, a book no, of Eli? No, no, we're definitely like. So he's not playing. He's not playing like Denzel Washington when he played the book of no, Eli. No, no, I think like again, like this, this is like backdrop stuff. Like everything happens within the the like the the big city, okay. where the where the world government who has oh, forced these get okay. forced so these this vaccines. This is like the first of a tentpole. Like a Maze Runner type thing. Maybe. I mean, yeah, who knows? If we don't it, know. Listen, we haven't gotten the dailies, but we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. If it makes the enough money. Box office. If we were released on Memorial, Memorial Day, we get that fourth day. That's oh, true. Fantastic. But, um, okay, so let's go back. So uh, A is injecting people with... Uh, okay, this this is good. All right, he, he's injecting people with... Uh, these These actually even like more... Uh, these these vaccines that have high amounts of mercury in them and it's causing autism. Well, here here's what it is: is that he's giving them so larger he, doses. He's going on. Oh no, no! I was going to say that because it's clear in this that in this scenario that that uh, that vaccinations don't work. Right. right. Oh, absolutely. So what he's what the government he's he's trying to expose is the government is not giving you vaccinations that you're just buying into them telling you that you need them because they built the walls and they have to keep out right, the MMR right, right. freaks uh, that are out there. And what he's doing is he is giving them the real vaccine and then they get autism. Right. Which makes them outcasts and they get 
right and then, into the exactly and they're the new mmr mutants right what can we call that the plague land we'll call it the plague land definitely plague but land. we need something catchy like because the scorch is such a good one in the maze right. runner you know what a memorable we all know how many times that, that movie won oscars and it dominated the box office for like six months right so we got you know right, you gotta have exactly. something real catchy like that well it needs to but it, the, okay. it needs to tap into a younger audience as well, I feel. Right. Because without, uh, without the young vote, without the... Oh, of course. So what? this is what I was about to say to you. Um, we all remember how uh, Mortal Instruments took over uh, the box office for... Well, it's still, it's still there, right? I mean, it's, it's just insane. Or Mortal Engines, sorry. Uh, I'm thinking of Mortal Instruments back years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, mo- the, the movie that was produced by Peter Jackson about the, the cities that drive around. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. that's a, that's a I mean, classic. I'm surprised you didn't know it because it's literally still at the box office now. And this is uh, April. It came out in November. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, and it still is like number one. It's beaten like every Marvel movie, everything that's come out since. Like, just oh, shit, falls really? by the wayside. Yeah, it just drives over it with its big tank treads. <laughs> like um, in the movie. That's yeah, exactly crazy. Like in the movie. Isn't that cr- Isn't it? Yeah, I keep seeing those like flash animation ads on websites of that, uh, of it just driving over uh, Avengers Endgame and all this stuff. Like oh, it's yo. it's gonna go. I think it's gonna get the record. It's made like six billion dollars. It's like the most you know. But anyway, <laughs> like it's actually it's it's still right behind uh, Maze Runner Two Scorch Trials as, and then obviously uh, Maze Runner Three. In, well, Avatar's in front of that. Well, of yeah. I mean, Avatar clearly is. Well, it's still. I mean, yeah, it's still at the box office. Too. I mean, I can't believe it's still showing. It's been. 10 years, you know, but Shit. when something's popular, something's popular. That's People want to live in Pandora, let them, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Um, so in this movie, so a-, a is the hero at the beginning. What you do, I guess, would be good is instead of following him all the way to the end, mm-hmm. you follow him to the point where he injects, you know, he's been injecting people with all, like uh, with the vaccinations and they're getting autism or whatever, but eventually they spring a trap and it works and Ooh. he's seemingly killed, right? Right. Uh, on on television, like uh, throwing a little uh, into the Spider Verse there, where they see that Peter Parker's dead. Well, A's dead, and they see this, and it inspires these young hot teens Ooh. to to kind of go and take up the mantle. I like you that. Know? Um, they're, they want to be part of like this resistance that also injects people with vaccines and they want to prove that the vaccines cause autism, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and they call themselves antivirus. There we go. It's perfect. Perfect. You know? So they end up finding A's lair at some point. Ooh. Um, you know, and, uh, I, I, I suppose at that point it's kind of like, um, they they start discovering this, and and I'd like to run this past you as possible character arc for A. Absolutely, is that um, even though he isn't uh, he uh, he wasn't a guy who invented a vaccine necessarily, but the scientist Alexander Fleming who discovered penicillin. I mean, he's a good. Everybody knows who he is. Absolutely, you know? he discovered penicillin. They have statues in every town for him. Listen, um, he is my probably one of my favorite. Historical yeah. figures. I have all his commemorative stamps. They're amazing. Like, I love them. Um, anyway, so you... I, I think they'll find out that it was him. 
right? That was A the whole time. Oh, ooh. And, and he's been alive since the 20s when he discovered penicillin. He's still alive. Oh. You know why? Because he doesn't take vaccinations. Because oh, he realized well, that they were a lie. Well, yeah, because penicillin isn't a vaccination. Right, exactly. It's not. No, it's just it's an antibiotic. But, yeah. but that's what I'm saying is like technically you, you, what you do is you transpose him as the guy who discovered vaccinations but realized they were wrong right and then you know he has a reason to fight against them because you know he knows that that's uh, that it's bullshit so right and then uh what was and the... technically you know he causes the outbreak so he right. needs to right is wrong but Sh- he gets killed should we like add like a like a uh like kind of sprinkle in one of those like uh backstories where it's like oh like did you know actually like his uh his student was the guy who cured quote unquote polio oh yeah absolutely i think i think that's good like he's like, like but that was like his robin kind of you right know? exactly and, uh, he's like i had this this amazing you know yeah. thing but he saw the evil side yeah which was autism right you know and this is what all these people who don't believe in vaccinations clearly are fighting against all the time in in the real world that we're trying to get this money out of their wallet. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, for our, our master. And um, yeah, so this is good. Uh, the um, Hold on one second. I'm, I'm just fact checking here. So jo- Jonas Salk would be his, his like Robin or whatever. Right, exactly. But this, and also another reason. But I mean, he was super evil as well because he injected polio into his own son. Ooh, what if... How evil oh, could that if, be? What if Jonas Salk... An untested vaccine into your own son? What if we do this instead? Mm. What if Jonas Salk believes in vaccines and he's still alive because he never took vaccines, but he's the president of the United States. He's, he's the high chancellor now. Yeah, yeah. High chancellor, president, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Want. President, um, yeah. Yeah, the grand grand duchy of the United States. <laughs> I don't know. Or the world... Um, uh, I don't know. Are we? Do we still have nations or is it a world government? Ooh, I think the rest of the nations are really in that stage where they're driving around at this point. Um, <laughs> like in, oh, like in Mortal Engines. Got yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Yep. Um, and then. Because I feel like we, we could nestle this in that world, you know? Oh, pretty definitely. Um, but, so, so Jonas Salk, uh, they used to be the best of friends. This is a, a Spider-Man Doc Ock, or Spider-Man Harry Osborn thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and then, uh, you know, J- Obviously, uh, Alexander Fleming sees the the evil of what Jonas Salk is doing. They fight. Uh, that's when he thinks that Alexander Fleming's dead, mm-hmm. but it turns out right. now he's just the freedom fighter A, right. who goes out into the plague lands and uh, tells people who have you know autism that if they just don't take the vaccines and let them wear off in a couple of years, they'll be fine. Right. Exactly. But some of them are too far gone. And they have measles, mumps, rubella. Right. All three at the same time. Dangerous. <laughs> um, so Jonas Salk thinks Alexander Fleming's dead until he starts showing up in the walled cities, you know, oh, calling yeah. out or whatever. So then that's all kind of in the, like, the, I'd say the first act or whatever. The, Absolutely. The, the, the heightening point in, like, the, the, the first act break is when uh, he, when A gets killed at the, the trap or whatever. Right. And then you pick up where the, the kids, the hot teens, right. They have to be like, they have to be like very hot. Yeah. I mean, we're not even talking like real teens. We're talking like, like people, 20 year olds yeah, that can who play. Are, yeah. So you're talking like 
Nick Jonas. Definitely. And Haley Stenfeld. Definitely. Um, they're and the then, two. And then I think... Uh, well, for comic relief... Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Yeah. Obviously. Pete Davidson... Oh, well, oh Pete, no. Pete Davidson is a recovering vaccine monster that would make the make sense for the sickly appearance of him it all does. the time definitely yeah that okay he's help. recovering yeah and and he's the comic relief because he's like real dumb right exactly you know <clears throat> he's like dumb Groot or whatever kind of sort of oh no he's no i know what it is he's like the chunk he's like the um what's his name the guy from uh goonies uh the the oh god not yeah. chunk because chunk's the fat kid right i know exactly um, who you're talking sloth. about he's like the sloth he's, he's definitely sloth yeah he's like the sloth but all he does is dispense uh weird knowledge yeah about vaccinations right because he's he's also the smartest one among them even though he's all fucked up so it's kind of like cube yeah exactly He'll survive everything because right. <laughs> not to look, not to spoil Cube, but if you haven't seen it by now, it's probably the yeah, you're biggest missing out. classic since Gone with the Wind, I would say. Probably, yeah. Anyway, you, you I should, watch it over I guess and over. you should check it out if you haven't already, if you're one of the people living under a rock who hasn't seen the cube. Um I mean so so uh so he so he seemingly dies or whatever. Um and then they sort of find out who he is and they go to like his hidden like or his 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 old laboratory that's been apparently abandoned since the 20s or whenever he died initially whenever the um whenever Jonas Salk the the now president or chancellor yeah, or yeah high yeah. high president high pre- there we go high president cuz we got to set ourselves apart from V from Neto we can't just take all those things. right exactly it feels a little like cheating if we do yeah so they go there to his old laboratory because they have this idea that maybe right. he's whatever. Oh, oh also. Uh, oh, no, I, I know what they do. They get a piece of small information from one of the trivia effects that Pete Davidson's dumb sloth character throws That's right. Um, well, also, I want to set the stage of the world oh, really sure. quick. Yeah. Um, also, the Statue of Liberty's torch has been replaced with a syringe. Yeah. Oh, that sounds perfect to me. I mean, how else do you get across that we're under siege by uh, zealots, you know? Right. Well, no, no, no. Because remember, the government is pro-vaccine. I know, but I'm saying, like, how else, like, to to the the thinking viewer. Oh, very true. Very true. You have to give them a reason to think that these people are fucking crazy, right? Absolutely. They just, they're telling people that they'd be healthier if they had vaccines. What a insane thing. Idiots. Yeah. Uh, for the sake of us selling this to them, of right, course. Right, obviously. Um, yeah, so then uh, Pete Davidson's dumb, let's call him Sicky. His name, that's what, his, it's what they call him, <laughs> Sicky. Um, or, no, because... Sickly. Slimy is too close to Slimer. Ooh. Uh, so you can't do that. I'm trying to think of like what... What happened? A bumpy. There we go. Bumpy. Because he's got uh, you know measles, mumps, rubella. He's got uh, all three at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So th- yeah, but he's like kind of on the board because he can still kind of talk to people and you know dispense his facts. And then he says the thing about Alexander Fleming. They go to his his uh, his laboratory. So oh, so um, in the beginning of so the opening of Act Two is them the introduction of the hot teens and yeah. then. An instance of introduction to Bumpy, because they don't know. Like it'd be weird if they just ooh, knew ooh, Bumpy. Ooh. I know how to do this. Uh, so it would be that 
uh, Bumpy gets into the city somehow. Right, exactly. And they save him in an action sequence from the train. secret police. Oh. No, the police, because they're getting chased. That's right. And then he says he knows a safe place. It turns out it's Alexander Fleming's laboratory. He was, an, there. He was, he an, was assistant. an assistant. There Obviously. we go. Perfect. I mean, what do you, what do you expect? Um, so uh, they go there. Um, they are looking around. They realize that that's probably a... Uh, you know, you're getting close to your, your second act break there. Um, Bumpy accidentally stumbles into something, opens up a secret door leading down to a laboratory that you see light up uh, down these stairs. Then right. after that, it cuts to uh, the president and he's making like a speech about, you know, whatever and uh, saying that... With very dilated pupils. There you go. Okay. All right. Because he's... Is he just like fucked up? I, yeah, I think so. Like he, well, he, you know what? He injects vaccines into his go. eyes. He's, inject, he's injecting vaccines like into his eyes. Like a la Jim Morrison. Like. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's injecting. No, no, no. He's injecting polio into his eyes, but it doesn't affect him. Right. Not because he's vaccinated, but because he's not vaccinated. Because he's immortal. Yeah. And he's mortal. Um, yeah. So he's injecting that. But so he, he's making a speech about how now the. the um, what what do we what do we call them out there the um, pre- the the guys with the MMR that are outside the walls oh, we called oh. that the plague land but what did we call them we didn't give them a name oh gosh we need something um I don't know mutants just sounds like good it does but you always have to come up with some stupid name because the vax. Every, there you go the vax there we go that's good. Because you always have to have some the vaxies. Dumb... Ooh, like kind of like vaxies is good. Vaxies is like, good. Like that's a little bit more like colloquial. Like, yeah, because like it the common like, man right. calls them a vaccine. Right, and it's stupid, and it's just dumb enough that the normal person will be like, "Oh, there's jargon in this movie." Because you know what everybody likes in, in science fiction movies <laughs> is when there's a new bunch jargon. of confusing new jargon. Absolutely. So we have that. Thank you, Tolkien. Oh, so good. Um, so the so he's making a speech because of Bumpy getting into the city. Right. He's making a speech about how the the because well, Bumpy came as a group, like but it wasn't just Bumpy. It was a group. Oh, okay. Of mutants, because I mean, like just one getting in wouldn't be that big of a deal. Right. But it was a it was more than one. Right. Like it was like a concerned effort. Like, and then like you know, there's that kind of like mysterious like subplot or red herring that like, oh maybe maybe they know something. Right. Yeah. Maybe they know. Yeah, what were they after? That kind of right. thing. Right. All the rest of them got killed in this uh, entrance, except for Bumpy, because he right. got saved by the hot teens. Um, right. His brother Lumpy didn't make it. No. Uh, which is a which is later on becomes a sort of emotional linchpin for his story. Definitely. But that probably won't happen until maybe the second movie, because you don't want to put too much Bumpy in there. Right. Because he's more or less there for small exposition and also because he's dumb and funny. Right. And he's Pete Davidson. So whatever. Exactly. So I definitely feel like... In the least, the less time you take away from the hot teens and the president and uh, A's whole thing. Right. You know. So... The better is going to be. So I feel like with the pacing that we've gotten so far, obviously this is going to be a twofer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, this, so we're, so, we're, we're trilo- looking... Trilogy seems too long. Yeah. Duology seems like just right. It's like... Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're... Yeah. So I, I have... Uh, I think we, we can get there. I think we can get to the the reveal at the end of the movie, uh, which which I, I think I have a pretty good 
route okay you can get there and the reveal can be the thing that sets up the sequel should there be one and of course there will be because if anybody ever buys tickets and things that are even slightly religious in any way they'll spend tons of money on that that's right remember the passion of the christ i mean they spent so much money on they did remember uh remember that um apocalyptica no the 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 movie about the rapture with nicholas cage in it uh, left, left behind, behind. yeah remember yeah. how that was in theaters for like ever? years yeah i mean years. just insane and you and know what was the worst part they replaced him with kirk cameron yeah why would you do that it's already an instant classic yeah kirk cameron just diminishes the role well they needed something to like uh they didn't have on board the uh anti-evolution people yet oh so they it. needed somebody they can identify with because oh. um, if you don't get a complete fucking moron in your movie, then they won't listen to anything. That's fair. Um, so, Makes sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, they're at the thing. Your second act break is they see the, th- the the light up of the stairs and they're looking down it or whatever into the, the secret laboratory. So, so within the second act, I have to go back. Sorry, just for as far as character building goes. Is there a lot of like, like very like subtle or is it is it kind of like subdued are you going to talk about the love story yeah is this what definitely we're yeah we're definitely okay. talking about this um so, so is it like a subdued like sexual tension or is it just like a ham-fisted one i think it's a pretty ham-fisted one okay because they're like hot that. teens yeah no i get you know listen i get it hot teens like to ham-fest trust me trust me you're right about that if there's one if there is one thing i know about hot teens it's their ham-fisting uh ham-fisting ways so yeah, but they're they're like doing weird, you know, weird stuff like So, so like, there's so there's at least probably like 30 to four, 30 to 40 minutes of like well, there's exposition of yeah, like of I mean, like char- of hot hot character building. Yeah, so that's going to happen Yeah, I mean that'll happen, but but it's happening during the action. So oh, okay, there's yeah. like weird things and you can and I feel like we can punch this up with a lot of like I'll give you an injection jokes, you know, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, definitely. Um, and, and, no, that definitely has to be like a, a one-liner after like one of the hot teens kicks off uh, a dude off of like a building or something. Oh yeah, I mean we'll do yeah for sure. Like and he saves the girl and like yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, you know I don't have anything off a the top triple of my head a right triple on time. Yeah, you got to really yeah. You have to do something like that, and I just can't think of anything right now. We'll do that when we're when we actually right, get yeah, to that stage exactly. of punch up. Absolutely. Um, if anybody has anything, obviously send it to us. We can't pay you because we're not getting paid for this. Uh, like we said, we're owned by an insane millionaire or billionaire. It's pretty much indentured servitude forever. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, but we'll use your line in the movie at least. Uh, Absolutely. So it gets made. Um, anyway. So once they discover the secret thing, then there's the president's speech and he's saying how dangerous all the, all the, um, what did we call them a second ago? Vaxies. Vaxies are. And how they're attacking the cities now. Um, and then, uh, you know, you kind of have like where you could either reveal it now where he is talking to like one of his advisors or something like that, that that's not really happening uh, as much as he said it was. He's kind of lying about that. Um, I feel I, I definitely am a fan of that soft reveal right yeah. there. Like like something about like something akin to like because um, again these very are very offhanded sort of like where you don't know specifically what he's saying but you know he's kind of behind something right like an aide being like you know like why would you say that to them you know it isn't true yeah and we don't they... have any data to back up this claim and and then he's like data who needs data 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Sensationalism sells, baby. Oh, I really like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're coming to the end of Act Two, then. Yeah. So then, but that that well, this is beginning Act Three oh, because sorry, yeah. we're so they they go down in the laboratory and they find all these crazy the gadgets and things that he uses right. to inject people with the uh, the vaccines to give them autism and all the stuff that he has and then um, and then they're walking around or whatever and then Bumpy gets attacked by something. Uh, and you know he's getting beat up, and the teens are trying to help him, but they're no use because they're not trained yet, so they don't know anything. Absolutely. Uh, but there is a part where Nick Jonas maybe saves Haley Stenfield from from a blow, and like, you know, uh, yeah. And then he says some weird thing about like maybe you can give me a blow later. I don't know. We we can again. <laughs> we'll punch this up whenever the sexual tension thing is right. always there or whatever. Absolutely. Like it needs to be, like you said, it needs to be ham fisted. Yeah. It has to be as, as blatant as possible. Right. Because well, I mean, well, te- I mean, you're going to have a lot of incels watching this. Well, not, so, not only do you have a lot of incels, but you also have a lot of like really like raging teens. Oh yeah, for sure. They need to live vicariously yeah. through Nick. Yeah, Jonas. Because they're not going to live very much longer because they don't have any vaccines. That's very true. Um, so, uh, that's happening. And then, then he, he basically like has bumpy up against the wall, like, like, you know, choking him or whatever. And he, he points an uh, autism gun at the teens and it turns out it's a, Ooh. you know, and then he reveals to the teens that bumpy is a tool of the president and they were paid to attack oh. the city to set up that people need to be more vigilant and, uh, you know, need to take their vaccines because they might get attacked by the the vaxies. Right. And then Bumpy was like, I thought you were dead. And he's like, and then, you know, it's kind of alluded to that a is immortal. Like, yeah. Right. It's never really said. Cause him, him and Jonas Salk are both immortal. Right. Exactly. At this point. Yeah. Um, so it's also revealed to the viewer at that point who is playing a, which, uh, we have to tell you right now that the, uh, crazy billionaire also happens to own Daniel day Lewis for some reason. Um, so it's Daniel Day Lewis. So it's but this is a very specific thing that the billionaire wants, right? So he wants Daniel Day Lewis's character, the Phantom Thread. Yeah, he wants the he wants the Phantom Thread. He wants the Phantom Thread playing mm-hmm. A. Yeah. So it's Daniel Day Lewis playing the Phantom Thread playing A. If that makes sense to you, if you want to do the voice or whatever. Hey, oh, oh, why did you come here? Why did you come here, my old so-and-so? Yeah, yeah. So that kind of thing, that level of... Vaccines, they don't cause cancer. Right. Well, autism. Autism, whichever. No, they do, though. Oh, they do. Yeah, that's the whole... Uh, sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, Listen, he's also kind of going crazy. He's been immortal for a while. That's true. That's true. Um, but he... So so this is... Um, Bumpy's an idiot, of course. And he is the president's tool, but he doesn't want to be. It was actually lumpy... That got him in this situation right. and convinced them to come, but Lumpy the, made that, him come because he planted a tracker on him. Mm. So now the secret police guys come to his lair. This is the big action piece of uh, Act Three, Ooh. where the, now the um, teens have to are forced into a situation where they have to use the autism guns and everything that that A has because they have to get out of this whole thing. Right? And he he doesn't trust them yet, but he. He's grudgingly going to give them the weaponry to fight the police. 
Right. So they, they fight their way out of there. It's a big, huge, you know, crazy... I mean, we have to do like Matrix times a million on this. Maybe we'll oh, get the Avatar yeah. people involved. Definitely. You know? um, so they, they have to fight their way out, right? Like and a then, lot of use of lead pipes. Oh, for sure. And a lot of like... You know who we're, uh, well, we'll talk about this later, but I have a, I have a good idea of who we should get to direct this at this point. Oh, okay. But not, we, we, not Dinesh D'Souza? Uh, but a Dinesh D'Souza type. Oh, okay. Got you know. it. Um, so they fight their way out of there. They get onto the street and they're running or whatever. Right. And they get outside the city. And then De- uh, Dana DeLuce's character, A, is obviously running alongside them, but on a rooftop. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Jumping from rooftop to rooftop. He he could uh, he could have um, a grappling hook of some sort, but I feel like since this is a futuristic thing, right. he should probably have some sort of rocket boots like Jupiter Ascending, obviously another Definitely. movie that is was a huge hit. I mean, If you haven't seen Jupiter Ascending, sisters, you are uh, probably wasting your life. Yeah. Like, It's probably like... I don't want to hype it up too much, like, but I it's know probably it, more of a classic than Dune. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's no... And I know it was one of those movies that like... I mean, a lot of people saw it, but maybe not as many as should have, you know? I agree with that. But it, it, it's very good, and you should watch it if you want to know where this, this rocket boot uh, surf, uh, air or, surfboard or thing. Or if you've seen the uh, the cult classic, Super Mario Brothers, same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, same thing. Um, Those jump boots? It's like it's like a jump boot, but more, but it has rockets on it. Yeah, there we go. It's perfect. Um, I, I love that idea, because I think that he would have... I mean, he's a scientist... Definitely. Clearly, he should be able to make gadgets, um, you know. Um, so they they're running and he's running along the or flying, you know, along the rooftops, mm-hmm. uh, taking out guards. Oh, giving what, them autism. what if he has like a, a utility belt and then like the different vaccines cause like different? Oh, they cause like different things to happen, yeah, like because okay. he's like modified him because he's such a like he's he's a genius. So like he's take... one of them, he's modified like a polio vaccine that it just it paralyzes somebody for a little bit. It's right. like a sleeping dart or whatever. Right, because, yeah. I mean, technically vaccines are using the the yeah. things that they're curing. That's true, yeah. And he's, he's like engineering them. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, In he... the real world, they're curing things. In this world, of right. course, and also the world of crazy people in the U.S. Right, yeah. I feel like world. we need to... We, we've, got, we've dipped our toes a little bit too much into it, yeah. but... But, uh, yeah. Again, we're just trying to get money from these people who clearly they have a lot of money. Right. So, uh, the, yeah. So, he has that. Yeah, he has all kinds of different ones, but he's using all the tricks in his book at this point because they're right. just trying to get away. Well, yeah, because there's like hundreds of like dudes descending and yeah. he has to save the kids. Yeah, and he's and for some reason he has to Bumpy. save Bumpy, even though he doesn't trust any of them yet. Right, but Bumpy seems like he's kind of an innocent bystander does, in this whole thing. Does he recognize Bumpy? See, I think that that would be well. No, not until after they're out of the city. No, no, I I feel like it should be a. Or should uh, it be? Oh, oh, he recognizes it, but he doesn't say it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a moment. Where the Phantom Thread as a yes. is looking like like has like a moment of weird recognition on his face, goes, which is hard Ooh. to yeah it would, yeah you have to make he has to make a noise because it'd be hard to register on his face because he doesn't really have a lot of um, some would argue he maybe had autism in that movie but anyway um, 
Anyway, so they're they're getting to the wall, and they finally like there's a way out. They find like a crack in the wall or whatever. Right. Maybe it's where the the where maybe it's where Bumpy and Lumpy came in. Definitely or whatever. Uh, because Bumpy says, "Oh, I know a way." Right, but they're out. they're also constantly like drug runners coming in and out of the wall. Oh, okay. So he uh, he knows the ins and outs of like you the, know the, the sort of tunnel system. Definitely, because I mean, like he's on the lamb, so you know, like. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, right, so he has right, to associate right, with these people right, who are like right. drug runners and kill people. Mm-hmm. Just real bad hombres. Yeah, just the worst, the worst of the worst. The, you know, the deplorables. Exactly. Um, uh, so they go out, and he, he shows them. This is how he gains the trust, sort of, uh, of them it, to the regain from like being the tracking beacon or whatever. Right. Yeah, so he takes them outside the city, and then a. You know, A kind of begrudgingly respects the hot teens because he's, you know. They work so well together and so hotly together. Yeah, exactly. And there's like a lot of sexual tension. Yeah, he's you like, can't yeah. tell if he like wants to see them fuck each other. But everybody <laughs> at this point, everybody at this point watching the movie clearly wants does them want them to fuck. So oh, he does also. But it's an off screen like uh, it's no, actually, no, it obviously there won't be payoff on this until the complete end of the right, story. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, it has to be it has to be like the night before the big battle, but this is in the second. Oh, movie, yeah, definitely. You know. Excuse me. So they get outside the city. This is the this is getting towards the end of the movie. Um the president now is just in or is a full full rage because, you know, this happened. How yeah. And he's still alive and how did this and then he goes on television and he says like, you know, all this talking about the, the horrible threat of what this is. So they're, they're locking all the cities down right at this point. They're locking all the walls down. And a says that, uh, they're like, well, what do we do now? We don't have anything, you know, we can't fight back. And then he's like, yeah, we can. And then he takes them. And the, the final reveal of this movie is, is go- he takes them to, uh, an encampment of the vaxies, but everybody's just normal. Right. Exactly. They're just all normal people. It's like, and they're like, "How is this happening?" It's like, "I'll it's teach like, you." Yeah, and then, boom! I'll teach. T- you. Yeah, I will teach you. Yeah, and then yeah, the Phantom Thread tells them that he'll teach them, and then you're done. There you go. Boom. Then that sets it up for the second movie because you're like, "What the fuck? They're all normal, right?" Why, exactly. Well, you know, and then you get it's to a explain nice little hook. Bumpy and Lumpy uh, in the second movie. So I think also there needs to be an un- unexplained. Uh, so like these are the what are they? They're the plague lands, yeah. and they are plagued, but also they're a desert at the same time because global warming, of course, has happened. Yeah, we're not all crazy. Yeah, but um, global warming has happened. And so all of the world is pretty much a desert outside of these cities. Yeah. Because, well, except because, for the places where these people live because they don't believe global warming happened. And for some reason, they're in these like weird oases that they've that's created true. because, you know, they can it's, do that. It's not well, I mean, weather satellites, obviously. Right. Weather satellites, yeah, that they commandeered or something like that. Obviously. Well, we'll figure that out. We, we have plenty of time to right, work on the a, second movie. Right. There's a lot of layers to this that we need to unpack. Yeah. So, we, we, you know, we have... Um, so moving on from that, uh, we have to move on to. So yeah, so let's set up who, the. Who do we think? Uh, we have the Phantom Thread. Obviously, as he's. A. So is he? I hate to say it, but I we almost have to make Daniel Day Lewis a supporting actor in this. Yeah, because he's not in it the whole time, right? I and he's like also not main, a hot teen. No, I feel like your main people. Are, okay, so we we have to have backups here. So we have, right. we have Nick Jonas is our first choice. Is 
I don't know. Like, I feel like Nick Jonas, I mean, like, he definitely has sex appeal, but I don't think he has teen sex appeal. Yeah, maybe he's a little long in the tooth for it, but I, I'm looking, I was looking for him to play maybe a 20, maybe a 20. Mm-hmm. And then, and Haley Stenfeld's playing an 18, barely legal. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, of course. Because you have to. Of um, course. So, I mean, that's fine, you know, but we could always also get like a, like a, T- a Timothy Chalamet, maybe. Definitely. That's maybe your alternate. Do you, do you like, think this is above, uh, this is above, yeah. Do you think this is above Tom Holland? I think uh, he doesn't have the right sex appeal, though. That's true. Like, he, people want Timothy He's more Chalamet of like a because, homely, like, Yeah, kinda, he's just like, oh, I'm a schlub, kind of. Eh, he could be our alternate for... <laughs> I'm a schlub. He could be our alternate for, for uh, Bumpy. Um, no, yeah, he's definitely... No, he's Lumpy. Tom Holland Okay, Tom is Holland's long. Lumpy, then. We'll do but, that. But, I mean, you don't see Lumpy, like, of hey, course. what's it's... going on over there? You know, that kind well, of thing. Obviously, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's... He's Peter, a New Yorker. It's, it's Peter Parker as... Um, and then uh, Haley Stenfeld, of course. I mean, but the reason why you picked Timothy Chalamet is because uh, everybody already wants to fuck him from uh, "Call Me by Your Name," you know. Oh, because yeah. of his, his, oh, definitely. his weird, his weird uh, sexuality and the fact that you fucked a peach or whatever. And then um, they also want uh, they like him because he's silly and he's like, you know, he's always out there on red carpets having a good time and everything like that. Um, and then. You know, he he also I think I think he would have good chemistry with like with Haley Stenfeld. Um, yeah, I agree with that. But um, I think Nick Jonas would have better chemistry because they're both very muscly. Like no, because you don't want to. You, well, she's you, not muscly, muscly. Oh. She's like just kind of fit. Yeah, that's and true. And he's he's muscly. That's true. But if you get Timothy Chalamet, then you need a girl who isn't. So muscly, but is still attractive. So I guess you get like an L well, Fanning. I mean, yeah, definitely. Because you want like with like, of course. Yeah. You want the like super. Like L Fanning's kind of like. Um, you want the super fit but, hot. Yeah. With the super fit hot. Yeah. And then. Then you want the guy who's like, he's hot because he's sort of. Uh, Cute and smart. Androgynous. Yeah. And Ooh, like whatever. I like that. But then you also have L Fanning who's sort of androgynous in her own way because the Fanning family looks like alien beings. Right. Exactly. So like you get those so it fits two. fits right in. So those are our secondaries. Of course, the first ones have to be. You could. I mean, Nick Jonas doesn't have to be there, but I feel like he's I, a good enough I feel enough like it would be added. That you could use him in an action type thing. You know, he's. And then Haley Stenfeld's, you know, popular. Right. And um, then I feel like we definitely need Cara Delevingne as the second, as the supporting actress. Yeah. Yeah. But she comes in in the second movie. Because you, you so? have to have, you have to have that trade off of, of, uh, like all of a sudden now there's another hot girl. Who's competing for Nick yeah, Jonas's right. affection. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. so clever. Yeah. You gotta do it, you know? And then, um... I feel like we need uh, so obviously there's Bumpy, yeah. But we need also kind of a we obviously need a comic relief comedian. We need we need a girl who's who's got to be that kind of like that funny. Well, yeah, you just get Kate McKinnon. I mean, obviously that's oh, always who you hire for any of them. Just Kate McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Like we all agree that she's like the funniest person, right? Like woman, right? I mean, yeah. Since no women are funny, if because all these people, that's what they believe, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they're all fucking crazy ass 
Christian. So why is Kate McKinnon? <laughs> she gets a pass. I don't know why. Even though she's right. a lesbian, she gets a pass with these people. So I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about oh, that. Oh, that's fair. Uh, fair point though. Very good. To I bring think. Up. I I don't know which which comic relief she plays. Does she play the comic relief on the president's side? It's got to be because she's she too, the aide. Uh, uh, dude, she's old. She's yeah. almost eighty. I know. I know. It's been. I mean, but you know, she's been a top comedian since back. Since Before Frank World Sinatra, War, you know, since World War Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to be on the USO tours and everything, but she yeah. still got it. She does, know? but she can't hang out with those teens; they're too hot for her. No, exactly. So she's like the aide in the president's office. Who she gets to play like a dual thing. She gets some like, like some weird like, like what is this guy saying type uh, one liners, and then she also gets. Uh, to do like the dramatic, like, oh my god, what are you talking? About? You know? Oh yeah, definitely like that incredulous, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this all, all that, yeah. She gets to do a lot of phys. Now here's the thing, though. Um, so, so who do we get to play the president? Ooh, this I... is going to be the toughest one, and I think I have an idea of who can play the president, and I think you might agree with this, solely based on the fact that I do believe that he's an anti-vax person. Because he is a crazy right wing dude, but James Woods. It's definitely James Woods. Yeah, it has to be James Woods. It's definitely There's James Woods. There's nobody else. Definitely. Um, and then of course we bring in like uh like a slew of definitely a listers to like round out the cabinet, the shadow cabinet. Yeah, but like people who really don't believe in uh, vaccinations, Jenny McCarthy, definitely. You know? Um. um Kid That's, Rock, of course. Kid is Rock on. is in there. Kid Rock is the Secretary of Sound. Yeah, all the people. He's all, the listener. He's the he. He's involved with no. He's involved with the voice. He's part of the news. Oh yeah, he's he's like the um, yeah, he's like, but he's like the Howard Stern type, but he's on the side of the government. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, he's like a shock jock type. You know. Yeah, whatever. absolutely. What's uh, Jen McCarthy? De- Jen McCarthy's like vice president or something. No, like I that. almost. I almost want to make. She's like, I almost want to make her news anchor. I, I feel like she should be like vice president, but she's that, even more hardcore than the president. And she's really like she hates these vaxies and she hates like all that stuff. She's that, always like in his ear because she's like a fucking vizier. She's like a Jafar type, you know, whatever. Ooh, or a, a primo worm tongue type. You right. Know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, she, she like, like the president is already like he's pretty anti-vax, right? Or sorry, but, he's pretty pro-vax. Yeah, yeah. And he's pretty and pro-vax. She, yeah, but she's like really pro-vax. Yeah, yeah. Because she she's believes playing like, against her actual type in real life, where she's right. like, you know, yeah. So yeah, she's like really vehement because she wants to prove that these people who believe in vaccines are big assholes in real life. So she's gonna play it big, you know. Wait, um, no, I think we got it backwards then. No, no, no. She's anti-vax in real life. Right. So she, by playing a oh, bad guy, she's playing it. against her own type. Got so it, got she's, it, got it. she's exposing to the real world what how these crazy pro- these pro-vaccine people are. Definitely. Because she knows that, that you get autism from vaccines because her kid got autism from vaccines even though it didn't happen. Right, exactly. But, um, so James Woods, Jay McCarthy's the vice president. Definitely. Because, you know, because uh, she'll play it real big in that. 
Um, and also, you put her in a, a, a business suit, like a like a pants suit. She'll look pretty good because she's still she's older, but right. but there's but you get that demographic of guys who still remember looking at her in Playboy, who are now like weird anti-vax fucking gun nuts who will go right. running because she's like, oh, that. Also, pop. women's power suits of the '80s are some of the most understated things of clothes. That's actually real. I do. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah. yeah, and I I think I mean if you want to, I thought we would just I, I thought we would just get the Phantom Thread to do all the. Uh, you know, Close? wardrobe on definitely. This. But if you want to work on it, you're more than welcome. Oh, absolutely! To. Okay. I'll definitely work on it. I mean, just Every... get a hold of Phantom Thread; he'll help you. Definitely, I want everyone in power suits. I want everyone in women's power suits of the '80s. Okay, that's I mean, that. Oh, that's the military uniform. Boom! There you go. Because the sexy teens have to wear something sexy. Sexy, yeah. er, yeah. Sexy, sexy, er, yeah. Right. Maybe maybe everyone in the cities has to wear a uniform, and it's like women's power suits of the '80s. Definitely, but the sexy teens like they're, and they're like, like ripped in like weird like strategic areas. Oh, definitely, because I mean, like obviously, because everyone's living in these super tight controlled cities, like obviously there's crime, obviously there's poverty. Yeah, and these hot teens are obviously. Hotly impoverished. Yeah, impoverished. Well, impoverished. Yeah, for sure. Because why else would they fight back against the government? You know, we've all again, we've all seen Mortal Engines. That's what happens in that movie. So we can use that. We can kind of lift that. Um, you know, use that template um, of hotly impoverished. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Because you, you know, all like at some point, uh, Haley Stenfeld's shirt has to get ripped at the midriff because definitely you have to show it off definitely yeah and that'll that'll i think that'll be our biggest sell with the incels yeah i think so too midriff gets them gets oh, them there. every every time yeah every time um gotta make sure that there's a lot of guns in this movie oh absolutely well no not only no, i mean like by the the you know like yeah just a lot of guns because the gun nuts like they have to well no no um obviously there are no like normal people can't have guns. No, of course not. But the government has all the guns. Yeah. Except for A. A has guns. Yeah, but he has they're guns. autism guns. Right, they're autism guns. Or like they shoot his like specially made uh formulas for the things right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because well that's also the thing, is like the government took all the guns. So do we also want like a do we want a heel turn in the middle of it as well? Or are we saving that for, um, for the second one? I think it's gonna one. have to go in the second one because, you know I, I would you almost... kind of have a small one. With Lumpy and Bumpy. Right. So uh, two would make it like, would make... It's a bit much, Lumpy sacrifice. Yeah, it seemed lesser, right. I think. Um, so you kind of wait for the second one. And that heel turn would, um, would probably... Hmm. I mean, we'll figure that out. Right, we'll, no, I definitely... No. It definitely needs to be a chemically induced heel turn. Yeah. Because of A's yeah, weaponry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. We'll figure that out. I. I mean, I have some ideas. I'll kick around, and we'll we'll get back to it when we when we inevitably have the sequel to this. Because I'm at this point, I think it's a home run. I think he's going to buy this. One oh, definitely. And uh, you know, fund it. So, um, so we have all that. We have every. We have James Woods, Jay McCarthy. Right. Right. Uh, right. We have uh, Kate McKinnon. We have Haley Stenfeld or Elle Fanning. We have Timothy, or we have uh, Nick Jonas or Timothy Chalamet. Yep. Of course, the Phantom Threads there. Uh, I think we all should do that. Uh, Pete Davidson is there. Kiernan Ship, uh, Kiernan Shipka, <laughs> the girl who plays Sabrina. Mm-hmm. She's very hot with the teens right now. 
Oh, that's true. Okay, replace Elle Fanning with her. Yep. Because um, that's that's a good. But draw. I definitely think we when we need. Oh no no no! You know what? Keep Elle Fanning there. Right. Make her the secondary to Cara Delevingne. If we can't get her. Right. Um. Because she's hot, and you know. Right. So what about the uh, the secondary dudes' love interest? Or does he not get one? Is he just kind of like third wheel in it? What Bumpy? No, because they're oh. Uh, so wait, is it just like the two hot teens? I thought there was a group of hot teens. Well, we don't meet the group of hot teens until the second movie. Got it. Because these two hot teens are again impoverishedly hot. Uh, they're in the city, right? Um, but so, oh yeah, so there's but all, all their friends don't want to fight back against the government because they are all brainwashed, right? Exactly. But these hot teens, nah, they're not definitely not. You can, I mean, of course, you can have a cadre of hot teens that are like always like bullying them at the beginning when you introduce. No, whatever. no, I almost want like so that was so when we were talking about this uh, this group of hot teens that helps a. I was thinking like a group of four hot teens, two males, two you know, two boys, two girls, obviously because. There has to be an yeah. even amount. Also, no homosexual relations. Of course not. Yeah. Of course Can't not. This is a teen movie. Yeah. Oh, no. I was talking like uh, these. What, what I was talking about with the secondaries is if we can't get Nick Jonas, then uh, we get Timothy Chalamet. Got it. I if thought I thought get... it was a, a first bill Nick Jonas, second bill Timothy no, Chalamet. No, 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 no. Because I, I think we just need... Because if you put too many in there, we're going to overload it, and we're not going to give too them much. screen time to all the hot teens. Right, because, I mean, there definitely needs to be a lot of, like... You're right. There needs to be almost a full, I'd say, 20 minutes of dialogue yeah. dedicated in the second act to building sexual tension. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be happening... In the laboratory before they find the switch to go to the secret lab. Definitely. You know, they're looking around. He's like touching her, you know, oh, kind yeah. of walking behind her, um, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So that that's that's good. And that, that way you, you keep the attention on those hot teens without uh, mudding the water with too many hot teens. Right. Exactly. So then you bring when you bring in Cara Delevingne slash what's what was her name? Uh, Kiernan Chipka. Kiernan Karen Chipka. Then you have, uh, oh, there's another hot teen on the scene here? Wow, right. what the hell? Because if you remember, the Maze Runner did, the, did this really well. Because there was all hot teens everywhere in that movie. Right. But they only focused on a few of the hot teens, and the rest of them were kind of in the background. Okay. So you didn't have like a lot of confusion as to who the hot teens you were supposed to really be looking at were. That's true. There was also that weird 30-year-old who can always play a teen. Yeah. I think we definitely need one of those playing the lead bully. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's the guy with the red hair and the face that looks like the kid from Toy Story. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, he yeah. was in uh, Bandersnatch. Yeah, he was in Bandersnatch, yeah. Bandersnatch? Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Ba- it was Bandersnatch. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, it didn't make any money. So we're not. We're looking for money makers here. That's we're true. looking for things that stay That's in the true. public conscience for years to come. Right. Uh, like Maze Runner 2, The Scorch Trial. Um, so we have... Okay, so that's our cast right there. Right. So... In my mind, uh, I, I have two ideas for a director. Mm-hmm. One of them is is very tried and true. One of them is kind of outside the box. Uh, Lay it on me. I think uh, ultimately um, you could just choose Zack Snyder, and clearly he would. Yeah, he would. But that would that would almost be like that would obviously get you film screenings everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, as much as we want that, we also want to bring recognition to 
somebody else. Right, exactly. So uh, who's your who's your underdog? Well, honestly, I don't really have a name, but I do have a style of film uh, where we could get somebody from, and that's Bollywood. Ooh. Like a big Bollywood production director. Really? You think, you think that, like... Or... Because I don't think... I don't think that... I don't think there can be a lot of like musical numbers in this. Like no, 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 no. We we, we so we we don't do that. We, we don't, don't do that. We we make them come to a foreign film system and direct a movie because that's always been successful. Definitely. Yeah. When you make somebody come outside of the genre they're used to and the mm-hmm. system they're used to working in, they always flourish. Absolutely. Clearly. All the time. You know. Um. I I actually do have one guy who we might be able to get. Uh, he's maybe the biggest star in India, but Rithik Roshan, the guy with six fingers, he's always in all those movies and everything. Yeah. He's huge, right? Right. He's hot. He's a hot guy. Dude. He'd be good on stage talking to people and stuff. Definitely. We could even get him to do uh, musical numbers at the press junkets if we really wanted to. That's true. I mean, sure, he's an actor, but he's been talking about getting and directing. This could be his big break. That's what I'm saying. Clearly, a guy who is only known for dancing and singing Coming into a genre where he cannot do either thing, but has to direct a movie uh, with heavy special effects and oh, all kinds definitely. of things. He, well, he, he's going to do nothing but hit a home run. Well, not only that, but I think that because he has that Bollywood experience, mm-hmm. that a lot of the special effects and his his artistic direction on this movie is going to be bonkers. Like. Literally, like kids throwing a banana at a wheel, and then the the truck flipping and yeah. then exploding and killing and, twenty people. And honestly, like that makes sense because we have in this movie uh, ridiculous weaponry that causes people to become autistic. Right. So you need that sensibility but, to make it, but not make it ridiculous because right. you don't want these people to feel like they're being attacked. Of course, because right. But I also, I also want they're like, very good at boycotting things. Right. To, I also even want to all the metal- point where they'll kill their own children over it, but. Um, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, all metal needs to be made of, like, uh, explodium. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, I think he would be into that. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Like, yeah. So literally, like, a rock or a pebble falls onto a, a truck. Yeah. And, and like it explodes. Kills thousands. Yeah. Oh, and that gives us tons of, like, uh, opportunity for big set pieces and a lot of Oh, uh, digital effects and things like that. I Cause, like because we almost need like two get... or three money shots in this. Oh yeah, I'd say a good, at least three big action set pieces and one giant money shot at the end of like the oasis where all the people are living that clearly don't have autism or or clearly right. don't have a MMR. Right. Um, Art autism or MMR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, either one because they never took the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, but I think he would be good with that. So let's get him. Let's okay, get Roshan uh, over here, and um, he'll direct it. I mean, he's just going to direct the fuck out of this movie. I think it's going to be fucking insane, yeah, dude. Seriously, oh, just yeah, I can't wait. So, um, so then that that brings us on to score, and I almost feel like, like I almost want the prestige of Hank Williams to be attached to this. But I almost feel like Hank, Hank Williams, Williams is, yeah. isn't enough. Hank Williams Jr. or yeah. Senior? We uh, could bring back Hank Williams Senior from the or <laughs> for real Rocky Rock Edge. We could get Hank Williams the Third to do it. Definitely. Um, um, no, I think we should uh, revive Hank Williams Senior as a zombie, yeah. and then force him through black magic to create the score. Yeah, I think we can. 
I mean, I, I, look, I don't see how we couldn't do this. They've they have holograms and stuff now. We're only like one or two steps away from definitely. And and the Phantom Thread is a big method actor, so he playing a scientist will probably be able to figure this out for us. D- definitely, we won't have he'll to spend any to... money on like getting other scientists to do it. Right. So literally, he'll be able to stitch. He'll be able to stitch the thread between life and death. Exactly. Just like he always wanted to. Exactly. So who else besides Hank Williams Sr. do you think could well, fill such an illustrious role? Well, I mean, obviously, I think that the whole Will- Hank Williams lineage should do... All three of them? Yeah. I think that I think Hank Williams Sr. should do, like, the score. Mm-hmm. I think Hank Williams Jr. should do the big... Um, the, the, the credits number... Because, you know, they always have... Almost every movie has a song that encapsulates the movie um, afterwards. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like a Wild Wild West, for instance. A Ghostbusters, that kind of thing. Um, he could do one. But in the vein of his um, his his football one. Yeah. And it would be like... It would basically be like, all my rowdy friends aren't getting vaccinated tonight or something like that. <laughs> um, that would be a good lyric in there. And I think Hank 3... Uh, could do like maybe he could do like the um, the sort of love song for the hot teens or definitely because it's definitely going to be like a rocky hot love yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. and I was actually thinking this too um, because they're insane right wing people Uh, we get three doors down to be part of this yeah he has the backing band for Hank three um it could be like hank so I, three and I three think, doors down i think uh i think hank jr should be in charge of music he should be the musical director okay yeah uh, and also write that credit song right exactly and then hank senior who was revived by black magic yeah should should he's de- the composer he is the composer yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but he uses strictly three doors down who are playing yeah. orchestra of course who are playing orchestral yeah, music right yeah there you go. That's so perfect. he doesn't have a full orchestra. He just has it's three doors down playing, playing certain orchestral instruments. Right. Yeah, that's fine. I think that would work totally fine. Okay, me too. Uh, you know, and especially because we already have a musical director, we don't right. need overkill right. in this music department. Uh, we need somebody who's literally maybe not even competent in playing any of these instruments to do the score. I think exactly. I agree with that a hundred percent. You know because. The, the sparser it is, the be- the more I think it'll impact things. When like the big swelling romance theme by Hank Three, who's clearly known for his romance songs and not really known for like metal songs, like in his Super Joint Ritual Band or Ass Jack, he like he always plays <laughs> mostly just um, a lot of love songs. So he's oh, very yeah. good about that, and they're always Definitely. about hot teens. They're always about hot teens. So. Listen, Hank Three is a very hot individual. It's true. He at, is. Le- at least on the street, that's how it's said. Yeah, I don't um, know. I yeah. So I think we got that, and 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 Hank Junior doing like all, all being musical director and also writing that theme song for the movie. I mean, that's just yeah. that's great. It's a stroke of genius, right there. Absolutely. Um, I feel like it should be like along one of his like cocaine blues vibe. I st- I still dis- I still think it's got to be like the NFL theme song. You know, really? Yeah, just because you really, because I don't, I, you know what? No, here's this. I, I got you. I, I have it exactly what we should do. There should be an opening song 
that's like his <clears throat> that's like his cocaine blues songs that that right. set the tone for the movie, oh. then when there's that hopeful part at the end where they see the people are normal, boom. then boom, all of a sudden you got this song, All My Rowdy Friends Aren't Getting Autism Tonight, whatever you want to do. But yeah. And I it's got like a really hard, like, a really like prominent, like electric yeah. guitar line. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, Kid like, Rock plays it. Yeah, absolutely. It's him and Kid Rock. Because we already duet. have Kid Rock in the movie. So yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, listen, if you have a powerhouse like Kid Rock acting for the first time. Yeah. Um, and then you have him <clears throat> sing songs with a an illustrious and virt- virtuoso like Hank Three. Well, Hank Junior. Hank this 3. is Hank Junior. No, no. Oh, Hank Three is playing the romance song in the middle. That's the theme for oh. the hot teens. I really Hank Junior is playing two songs. Oh. He does uh, he does one at the beginning. That sets the tone with the cocaine blues type stuff. Right. Then he does the duet with Kid Rock at the end. Got it. Where they, you know, go fucking ape shit with, you know, right, eagles and jets flying over, whatever else. I love but, that. Yeah, so we got that. I love that. Yeah, so we have all three of them involved, and obviously the black magic induced uh, <laughs> ghost of Hank <laughs> Senior is uh, is out there with the members of Three Doors Down barely playing instruments <laughs> in the orchestra. So this is, I mean, it. ultimately this works. On every so level. Well, on every level. I can't. Yeah. So I think personally that this is a home run. I do too. Um, so so now we have to. This is what happens at the end of, of every episode, is we have to figure out what we think the budget is to submit it um, to our master, basically. All right. Um, so I will say that this probably has a budget. Mm. If we really want to make it good. Okay. So let's should... do. Let's do this. Uh, let's. Like ask and then get. No, no, no. It, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's what, like what we're going to ask for and what we think we would get. Yeah. If we're. Or like to make a bare minimum. This is minimum like our, our shooting for the moon price and then also our, we could get it done for this. All right. Okay. Um, so what do you think as far as like we could get it done? Five dollars. Yeah. Probably five bucks. I would say. <laughs> yeah. Just around there. Ballpark. Ballpark. $5. It might go slightly over, but I think we can get a couple producers from India, India to kick in Absolutely. something because you know you don't get Roshan in your movie without yeah. You know, with all listen, he has a lot a of shekels around there. So, <laughs> um, so then our high end. Do we do we rupees? Well, I, mean, I just shekels is like a royal we. Oh, okay, you know? got just it. A, it. Like a colloquialism type thing. Um. Okay, so our top end, probably like five hundred million. Yeah, I would say five hundred million. Yeah, just for the one. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> the second one's probably yeah. gonna be like seven hundred fifty million. Yeah, I mean, this is all gonna be filmed in front of just green screens, but you don't understand what's going on with the technology nowadays. Plus, in the, the I cannot stress this enough, it's gonna cost at least one hundred fifty million dollars to use. Uh, the Marvel Studios de-aging technology on James Woods to make him look like a not a skeleton. No, uh, he still looks like not a skeleton. He looks like a he looks like a very he looks like an angry racist skeleton. No, he doesn't take... look like a skeleton. He looks like a very like he looks like a corpse that has a lot of like bloating in it. All right, so to take away the rigor mortis and 
<laughs> the, for ju- the juices that are coming out of, of, of James Woods at this point in his life. Uh, we're going to have to use that Marvel de-aging technology. That's going to cost a lot because, you know, they, you don't, put they all don't those, give that shit cheap. You got to put all those pinpoints on his face and you don't know if they're even going to stay because he's all full of fluid. It might just yeah, just slough off with the rest of his plus skin. Plus, he, if, he, if he starts figuring out like, or he starts thinking that he's not the president, know, uh, yeah, not the president, then he's going to start yelling all kinds of racist shit at people. And Kate McKinnon's not going to like it. She's going to probably hit him, knock all those little pins off his face. They're going to start over. Um, so yeah, five hundred million. Five hundred million, yeah. definitely. So we're so we're going to send this up, and I think this was pretty good. I think yeah, same. Ultimately, definitely like hurt my soul doing this. Yeah, but I mean, you know, in the pursuit of uh, success and money for someone you have indentured servitude toward, it's a small price to pay. Right. Because it's not like we're getting out of this. That's very know? true. So. What, what do you want? I mean, might as well just go for broke and make might a as bunch well. of fucking yokels who uh, will happily let people in their family die uh, for the sake of... I don't even know if you call it pride at this point. I think it's just stubbornness. Uh, I think it's like a mix of the two at this point. Also, uh, here's the thing. If this movie that we just talked about comes to pass in real life before the movie gets made... I don't know what's going to happen necessarily. But I think I'll shit myself. We can just say we told you so. Right. And, and may the uh, un, unholy resurrected uh, corpse of Hank Williams Sr. have mercy on us all. <laughs> Legitimately, I think this... Uh, get real for just a second. I think this might be a movie, but instead of... Uh, they will get just Dinesh D'Souza to, to do it. That's fair. I mean, we can always use him. He's our alternate. We can use him as the alternate. <laughs> okay, that's fine. If we can't get Roshan, we'll get, we'll get, of course, the next best thing. Tadesh D'Souza. <sighs> but I think we did it. I think I think we're going to send this up there. He's going to prove this. And then uh, we won't ever have to do this again. He'll let one of us out, maybe. Maybe. No, I, I doubt it, dude. Probably not. Again, I didn't read the contract. And we're not going to get it back because it's in that vault. Yeah, so. it was literally signed in blood. <sighs> Oh, well. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. Until um, next time, I'm Justin. I'm Kaiser. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. <laughs>